Hi, everyone. My name is Wendy Manganero, and I am the host of the Wellness and Wealth podcast. I'm so happy to have you find us. And if you could take a moment and hit that subscribe button, I'd really appreciate it. This is the podcast where we believe when you show up better for yourself as a woman business owner, you show up better for your business. So sit back, relax, and learn from the practical to the woo woo how to best take care of you. Have a great day, stay blessed, and leave a review when you're done listening to the show. Thanks so much. Hi, everyone. Today's topic is get out of your own way. And I have special guest, Amanda Cox. And I'm going to read her bio and we'll get right into the show. Amanda is a national board certified health and wellness coach. After a decade in the fitness and wellness industry, she became a wellness coach. Wellness coaching allows her to connect with clients on topics that are most important to them. She has a master's of science in kinesiology and a bachelor's of science in health promotion and assessment from James Madison University in Virginia. Currently, she owns and operates her own private coaching and practice while building the High Wellness Center with her business partner, Madison McElroy. Welcome, Amanda. Hey, Wendy. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, this is a long time coming for this recording, so I'm so happy that we finally have connected and we're doing this. I have to give you a shout out. Congratulations. The reason why it was a long time coming is Amanda is a new mother to twin boys, she just told me, so congratulations on that. Yes, thanks so much. Yep, just took a quick pause, had the boys, and now we are back at it. (laughs) Yeah, and on a whole different topic, what a beautiful thing that you already had your own coaching business prior to having the boys because there's nothing like being able to be home, still be able to do your business and be with your children. So that's awesome. Thanks for saying that. That was a huge decision that my husband and I made, and I'm so glad I took the leap of faith. So totally random. But yeah, if you're listening to this and you are thinking about starting your own coaching business just for freedom and flexibility and your own personal peace, this is the sign you were waiting for. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I went back to work for my son's first two and a half years. And because he got sick so much in daycare, I was like, I'm going, (laughs) this is not working. And so it was actually much better for him. And he's almost 17, but I've done my own thing since he was three and it's worked out much better. So I could have the flexibility to raise my child, which has been wonderful, which kind of leads to our topic of getting out of your own way. So I'd love to know from you, what does getting out of your own way mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that a lot of coaches get into a niche or feeling like they need to have this crazy, specific thing that they work on. And it's always good to have a tagline. And mine is just getting out of your own way and helping people get out of their own way. And to me, it means um, stop saying yes to things that really should be no. Stop overcommitting. Eat lunch. Stop making yourself go super hungry on long meetings or The things that really should be no-brainers, life just gets busy, and especially for moms. But to me, getting out of your own way is just doing the things that you know are going to make you feel better and feel like yourself so that ultimately you can be the best version of yourself. I love that. You said something very key there. You were talking about how it should be no-brainers. And yet for some people, it is really a conscious decision. I'll walk through that problem. I'll eat when I'm done. I'll use the bathroom or I won't stop. Or And I have been very guilty of any of all of those things during my career. So for you, 
I'd love to know, we'll get back into a little bit of your journey of how you got there, but I'd love to know, what do you think is some of the reasoning behind why? Because you know this show is about self-care. Such the opposite of self-care when we put our needs last like that. And yet, at some point in time, most female entrepreneurs will do that to themselves. And I love to know why we sometimes do that. Yeah, I've been coaching for three years now, and I coach probably 20 people or so a week. And then a monthly, that changes, people go bi-weekly. So I feel like I have a good pulse on a, a general reason, if that makes sense. And so for me, it really boils down to not feeling like they are worthy of the moment or worthy of the pause. They feel like being productive and getting the next thing done, and I can wait where the other person or the other thing can't, that's probably where it comes from. Just feeling the need to put themselves second. And the other big thing, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but our society and who we are as humans, we are people pleasers. And I do believe that people pleasing is looked at as a negative characteristic, but I actually don't think it is at all. If you think about who we are as human beings, we evolved because we had society and we had civilization. And the only way we are able to get to where we are today is by working together and helping people out and maybe putting yourself second and thinking about about somebody other than yourself with a team mentality. And so I do think it's a survival mechanism. I do think it's very human. But how do we balance that out with also making sure we take care of our needs? Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny. Yesterday, they had to cancel because of a store, but I thought I was having my older son and his fiance over for dinner. And I also had to run my mom to a doctor's appointment. And in the morning, we're talking about this. I actually have to tell myself, put your oxygen mask on first before you get into the day of doing everything for everyone. And actually, which was funny because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm cooking and I'll be rushing like a crazy woman tonight. So instead of putting everything into a slow cooker nap. But even that took me years because I would have said yes. And then I would have recorded podcasts all afternoon and then been crazy cooking. And I was like, no, I don't do it that way anymore. But I like how you said in the moment, because that's what sometimes happens is that we do that and then we forget or we don't feel so great about ourselves in another moment. And then suddenly it's acceptable, all of these things that we're saying yes to that we may not want to. And again, for your listener who may be sitting there right now with a grumbling belly or a dry mouth or has been meaning to get up from their desk or take that shower, this is your sign. This podcast is all about self-care and making sure that you're doing what you need to be doing. And so right here, right now, this is your moment. Go take it. Because... I think a lot of us either wait for permission or wait for an invitation and it's not coming. Friend, go capture it. Be what you need to be in this moment kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And permission is a big part of that. Mm. Those are key words for me. I think that's what happens is we do wait for somebody else to give permission. And it goes back to, we only have this one life. I don't know who we're waiting for. At the end of the day, how do we want to live it? But I'd love to know from you, what's been your journey to get out of your own way? Have you always been somebody with great boundaries or has this been something that you've learned and now you're able to share that example with others? Oh, it's definitely something I've learned just by nature. I'm a really warm person. I like to be giving and I like to think about others. And so it is hard because again, we people please, we want people to like us. And again, I think that is totally fine. 
I think, again, the message gets caught up of, oh, don't care what other people think. Well, I don't care what a stranger on the street thinks of me, but somebody that I love and value, I definitely care about what they think about me. And that's, again, normal and natural. So for me, I would say pretty structured upbringing, and I was all over the place all the time. So I know that's like structured and crazy, but yes, I did all the activities, all the sports, dancing, competitive, everything after school, just insanely crazy. And so I was saying yes, yes, yes to a lot of things. And through happenstance, it led me to believe that the more I said yes, the more I overextended, the more I did, the more praise I would get, the more popular I'd become, more people would value me. And so that was who I was, I would say, from 16 to 26. So like 10 years of my life, I was definitely in that mindset of more is more. (laughs) More is more when we're talking about like dessert, but not so much with extracurricular activities. (laughs) But yeah, so then in, I would say, 2019, I had a big career shift and when I started coaching and it clicked for me, thinking about who I wanted to be, how I wanted to show up and standing up for yourself is actually not easy. There's a lot of turmoil that all of a sudden you have to introduce your new self to your friends and your family. I'm so sorry you knew me when I didn't have boundaries. I'm sorry you knew me when I said yes to everything without blinking an eye. And so now here I am, and I hope that you love and respect me this way. So I would say it's been the last three years of getting to this part of who I am and how I show up, and then also ultimately coaching my clients through that same kind of mindset. Yeah, and that's interesting. As you're talking about setting boundaries and saying to others who may know you as somebody who doesn't set boundaries and right. that changed. And I don't know about you. I have let go of people and not with malice. I've had to let go of people and say that doesn't suit me anymore. And it's always interesting. I'll give you a perfect example. In my life, my husband and I ran a nonprofit for eight years and it grew in a massive size and it's still going on. We actually handed it over to a few of the clients. I know that sounds strange, but it was a homeless outreach nonprofit and people who got off the street and doing so well, there a couple of them are running it now, which has been amazing. But you get so tangled up until, yes, I have to do this. Yes, I have to do that. And we were fired after eight years and we wanted to move home. And getting to that acceptance point and getting over that, what will people think? Which again, I agree with you that there are some people who are important, but there are other people where it's like, okay, this is too much and I need to refocus and take care of myself. And how are we going to do that as a family? Because mm. we've overgiven for so long. So that's, I love that you said that. And I'm sure that's what you find too, is that there are some people who are very okay with that. And the other key point, are we looking at who matters in that question of what does that person think? Through that lens. Right. Because I find that sometimes we care too much what people think that really may not have relevance on our day-to-day life. Yeah. And I've read this a million times over again. Would you accept advice from somebody you don't? I don't say like respect. I don't respect you as a human being. That's obviously not what I mean. But do you want to be more like that person? Do you want to have a career like that person, a family like that person? No. Okay. Well, then maybe their life experience or their advice or their criticism or feedback, that's not for you anyway. So I think we're so hot when it comes to people, again, not liking us. And I don't know, I don't like everybody. 
<laughs> so I think it's okay for people to not like me very much. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's true. One of the first things I think in business is I'm not going to want to work with everybody. I tried Correct. to work for, oh, it was terrible. It was right. awful. And my husband would be like, then I'd work with the same people that didn't work out the first time. And my husband would look at me and at the time and be yeah. like, you do remember what happened. Well, no, this time it's going to be different. No, no, it's still not a good match for, you know, how to learn that, you know, that boundary issue of going, oh, it's okay that not everybody's going to like me. Yeah. And it's it's hard. It's a continuous thing, especially if there's somebody out there that you do respect and do want to be more like and do, and would like as a mentor or something. And then they're like, eh, not really feeling you so much. Like, wow, okay. And that's, again, totally okay. There's so many people on this planet that do want to interact with you, that would love you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for those female entrepreneurs who are listening what are, what would you say is some of the warning signs that they are getting in their own way? Oh my gosh, yes. Feeling anxious, any sort of shift in like their mental space. Very rarely are we just going to create more time or more time is going to appear. We're not going to get a 26th hour of the day. So we're going to obviously say no to things or and become more efficient with our things. So if they're feeling just like their time management, it's awful. Obviously, if their behavior is changing. And what I mean by that is if normally someone asks you a favor and most of the time you'd be like, oh yeah, sure. And then this time if someone asks you, hey, would you mind doing this for me? And you blow up with that person. You're like, how dare they? How could they even ask? That means that they don't have capacity to say yes anymore. That means they're saying yes to other things. And then the other thing, again, just getting in your own way is just having those limited beliefs or like telling that story, that super old story over and over and over again, that you're not good enough or you're not worthy or you can't or you're not smart enough or you don't have enough money or whatever that is. It's those stories. And so I do a lot of perception changing with my clients where when we start our call, they have this limiting belief or they have this story and we debunk it and pull out the facts to get them out of the way. I make the imagery of that person walking into the wall over and over and over again. And then if they just shift to the right, oh, hey, there's a door with a handle. So that to me is what getting out of their own way means. And the last thing I'll add to that is what are you ignoring? There's so many resources out there in the universe podcasts are my absolute favorite way to learn, actually. But how are you limiting your knowledge, right? Because when we live only in our own brain, in our own selves, we're so limited to what we know, what we experience, how we feel. And then you can expose yourself to other people's stories and other people's suffering and all of that through podcasts, through books, through volunteering, like you were mentioning, like at a shelter or something. And you can open yourself up to those resources. I think you become a lot, a lot more welcoming person. And therefore, that again, that's getting that out of your way and getting into who you want to be. Yeah, and I love that. And the giving yourself, again, we'll go back to the word permission to be able to explore what is out there. And I do agree with you that there are times where we get so limited and we don't know because it's all that we know in front of us. Right. Actually, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, they were explaining to me how the managers that they happen to work with, they're like, well, they, any idea you give them, they just don't, they don't take it. And I was like, well, that's what happens when you stay in one industry. 
Not that it's not wonderful to be an industry expert. I am all for that. And I understand niching because I did marketing for years. But I'm like, you have to open up yourself up to what other similar industries are doing. Or because you will get so small. Yes. And it's wonderful to be an expert in what you do. But that there is something about being able to be open, even in self-care, like this is the only way I know how to take care of myself. And it's amazing how you, if you like gives other things a chance, you're like, oh, maybe I like something else. And I don't know about you, but, but that the more we become singular focused, it becomes like almost a fear. Then I don't know if that's always how we started out. We started mm-hmm. out because it was a good thing, but then we get fearful of what if we change that or what if there's a fear behind that usually well you just mentioned at the beginning of the podcast i had twin boys eight weeks ago <laughs> and so i would say for the last i don't know 11 months of my life my body has been very different than what i'm used to from a physicality standpoint so if my one way of making myself happy was connecting through high intensity interval training and strength training which again has been definitely part of who i am and how i identify I think pregnancy would have very much altered my mindset and my emotions and totally robbed me of the experience, if that makes sense. But instead, I'm in this, what you just said, instead of identifying just as one thing, am I able to look at, okay, what else can I explore? Oh, I like walking. Oh, I like yoga. Oh, I like stretching. And also maybe right now I don't need to work out four days a week to feel good enough or whatever. So that's just one example that popped in my head when you were talking about staying in your lane or staying in pigeonholed. Every day, actually, you're evolving as a business owner, as a person living in a body, as a mom, as a spouse, whatever it is. And so if you only categorize yourself as that one thing, that's the way you're going to connect. And when that one thing gets taken away, like you're talking about, if you're an entrepreneur and you do this one thing super well, or especially with coaching. And then all of a sudden that client isn't there anymore or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like you're limiting yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I have one last question for you. For those who are listening and they're identifying with some of the traits that you said that of getting into their own way, what's yeah. the first step to get out of your own way? Oh my gosh. I love this question so much. Make peace with your past, period. It is okay that you've made mistakes. It is okay that you've been not so great person before. It is totally okay that you're not that person anymore. But until you get really honest with yourself and with who you are and the mistakes you've made and make peace with that, self-growth becomes really, really hard. It's actually, you. I would argue you actually can't do it. So I did that, like I said, with podcasts. I did that with therapy. I did that with talking to others. I did that with being really real about the mistakes I made, being honest with the people that are important to me. Nobody needs you to go on Facebook or Instagram or write a blog post about all your mistakes so you can cleanse your mind. No one needs that. But if you're holding something back from somebody and it's limiting you, usually that guilt and shame is so heavy, then once you let that go, then you can, I would guess, I'm thinking like such a metaphor, I'm holding this guilt and shame, holding this massive rock, and I can put that down so then I can move the other obstacles 
in my way. But if I'm holding this rock and I don't have the hands or the ability to help me move forward, then I never will. So yeah, make peace with that. Absolutely. And I love that you say that. And it's interesting that you say that because I'm 100% in agreement. I was thinking about when I first opened my business years ago, I'd be so afraid of every mistake I made. Hey. So, so afraid. And I wouldn't want to tell a client. And in my head, every client was going to fire me if I missed. Yeah. And when I started in social media years ago, that was the other thing is clients would ask me a question about this newest social media platform. Half of them aren't even here that anymore. Or what should they mm. do on this? And I'd be panicked like that I didn't know. And it's so vast. And then I finally was like, it's okay for me not to know everything. It's okay yeah. for me to say, I don't know. Let me research that and get back to you. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, it felt like the end. And it's when you're not okay with that one because you have other guilt laying around from other things, it does, it feels like it's the end of the world. It feels very traumatic and it doesn't have to be. But again, it's exactly what you're saying. When you go through and you clean out all of that stuff, all of a sudden, then these things that are coming up to you aren't such a big deal because you're not connecting them, every single thing to a past mistake that you've made. Yeah. And your self-worth. It's not like, oh, you don't know that one thing. You must be really dumb. No, that's not at all true, right? There's so many things out there. And how beautiful and wonderful for you to say to your client, I actually don't know. Would you want to explore that together? Would you want to find some things out together? Or I'm super happy to be like, yeah, let me look into that. Actually, I don't know. And I have such a great network. I would be like, let me see in my network who knows that or who has that. And to me, that's building bridges and that's building humility. And that's actually what our clients need from us. Our clients actually don't need us to know everything. They need us to be honest. And the more honest and real I've become with myself, the more my coaching practice has grown. Um, and, I, and I don't think that's on accident. Yeah. And it's so funny when I don't have my agency anymore, but when I did, everybody was always amazed because I would give out referrals and they'd say, you don't want to fear. I was like, no, I just want you to go to the right person and have it done correctly. And I always got more business that way. Right. I wasn't trying to sell something that wasn't in my zone of genius and I was okay with that. And B, because it's okay, everybody has their own zone of genius and to allow them to do that well is just as important. So it's an amazing thing when you can take that switch over to be like, it's okay. Nope, this is not the right client for me or this isn't the right project for me. And I can get yeah. you to the right person. There's such freedom in that, especially when you're new in business, but you don't realize that because you're afraid of sometimes not making that money. But there's such freedom in that because you'll attract better clients as you do that. Yeah. And what you're talking about is coming from a mindset of abundance as opposed to scarcity. When you're a new coach or a new business owner, or even if you're operating from a place of high anxiety and um, maybe mental health needs to be like checked on or whatever it comes from. You're not in your great spot. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. You come from this mindset of scarcity and you know, it, there can be only me. And if there's any competition, I'm going to fail or whatever that might look like. And so when you can be calm and have a team mentality and say yes to the right things, you can start operating from a mindset of abundance. And my gosh, your nervous system Stones relax and it's gorgeous. Yeah, I completely agree. 150%. So I loved having 
this conversation. I'm glad you made it because we got to announce the excitement of your new boys. (laughs) I know you have an an offer. So I want to let you tell our listeners about that. And then I'll have the link in the show notes. Yeah, so it's a quick one that you can watch at any time. Recorded at the new year, and we are speaking about ditching the word resolutions because to me, the industrial revolution and the American revolution, so we're changing so much and it's an upheaval and that is scary. So we're not completely changing our life. We are having goals, intentions, and shifts in our mindset that fit into our current life, which again, way better for our nervous system. And so I I hope you give it a listen and learn something, especially learning language. I think it's really helpful when learning a new skill. So it's all about goals instead of resolutions. And I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming on the show, Amanda. I really appreciated our conversation today. Absolutely. My pleasure. If you're listening and you love what you heard today, please subscribe so that you can get more self-care tips in the weeks to come. And if you loved what Amanda said, please leave a review. In the meantime, have a blessed and abundant week.